0: This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and for the summer months on the Bobcast, we are taking a trip down memory lane with student-athletes and coaches from the past. This week, we catch up with the first Bates rowing All-American, Lisa Hamasaki, a men's rowing coxswain from the class of 1995. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. <laughs> Today, the Bates rowing program is a national powerhouse, with the women having won four NCAA championships in the last five seasons and the men having become the first NESCAC program to compete at the IRA National Championships. Sporting a donor-funded boathouse on the Androscoggin River that is the envy of collegiate rowing, the Bobcat program is a force to be reckoned with. But Bates Rowing has humble beginnings. In 1985, the Bates College Rowing Association was first established, before the college even owned a boat. Then it took until 1999 for rowing to become a varsity sport at Bates. On this week's Bobcast, we take you back to the early 90s, when the program was first getting its feet wet. In 1995... Men's rowing coxswain Lisa Hamasaki put the Bobcats on the map, becoming the first all-American in the program's history. She joins the bobcast to reflect on what first took her from California to Bates and what it was like being a coxswain in the time of wooden boats and a much different Androscoggin River.
1: I was a coxswain um all through high school. I think uh my freshman year, I was probably I had delusions of being a rower, but I'm five foot three and weighed nothing, so um, that didn't last very long, so I became a coxswain pretty early my freshman year of high
0: school, and 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 stayed with it all the way through. And what led you to want to come to Bates for college?
1: Well, I'm a California kid, so I I was raised in the San Francisco Bay Area, and to me Bates was a a big change, a change of scenery. It was a red brick, white columns stuff that we don't have out here uh, in San Francisco, so. Part of it was that, that it was a change. Part of it was that, um, you know, I liked the feel of the school. Part of it that was that I couldn't possibly get any further away from home and still be in the US. (laughs) Um, And and the other part was that I um, had wanted to take a a year off before college um, and go be a foreign exchange student. And Bates allowed me to just
0: say, I accept, but I'm not coming this year, I'm coming a year later. So when you first arrived, how did you? Did you immediately reach out to the rowing club? It was the Bates College Rowing Association at the time. How did you first get involved with the rowing club at that point? It's kind
1: of stretching my memory, but I'm sure um, I'm sure it happened right away because it was something that I, I knew I was going to get into and was going to be involved in. Um, I may have reached out before I even started because I also I was a coxswain when I was overseas as a foreign exchange student between high school and and college in France as well. Um, so I, I may have reached out before. I, I, I don't exactly
0: recall. Do you remember there being a big adjustment to coxing college rowers, or was it a pretty easy transition for you? It was
1: a very easy transition. I think, um, you know, frankly, the club at Bates was a little um, more relaxed than what I dealt with in, in high school or what I dealt with in, um, overseas uh, in my year off. And I think at Bates, we used almost exclusively fours, whereas I had always been involved in eights for the most part prior to that.
0: Yeah, I know the fours, you're, you're lying down, right, uh, in, in the boat. What is that like going down the river in a four? I had been in many fours where you were lying down in the front. Um,
1: huh. But at Bates at the time, we didn't have those. We were oh. still stuck in the back, sitting up. You know, we didn't have the newest or we, – we did have actually sh- some new boats, but they were – um, all American made if I recall correctly there, there were a lot of wooden boats instead of, um, fiberglass. And, and so we were sitting up, but I, but I love,
0: that's my favorite is when you're sitting down in the front and just the water in front of you. And then one of the highlights of course, is uh, the head, the Charles, uh, still is. Tell me about your memories of, uh, Coxie, the head, the Charles, when you were at Bates, was that the first time you'd done it? Or you done it when you were in high school, perhaps? i
1: done it when we were in high school too. We flew out for, for it, but, um, Yeah, I mean, it was great. And and the race is fun because it's curvy um, and which I'm sure doesn't make that much of a difference for the rowers. But for the coxswain, it gives a little added uh, interest, Um, you know, and part of the best part about the head of the Charles is, frankly, just the uh, the environment being there and being able to sit on the shore and watch and scream when you weren't on the river. Uh,
0: But it was it was great. It was fun to go down with the with the Bates crew. You told me I was, the rowing club there was pretty relaxed at the time. Um, who were some teammates who you bonded with? Who were some memorable teammates, perhaps, on, on the crew at the time there?
1: There were a lot of, of them. I, I, you know, uh, John Lyle was was a good friend of mine. Um, and he was – so I, I'm trying to think exactly who – I was always on the men's team. I think for most of the time, I would cox the lightweight men. You know, there were a lot of people – Tom Keister – was involved. I'm sure there's lots of other people that I'm, um, I'm forgetting, but th- over the years, there were a lot of different rowers that came through. Well,
0: you must have overlapped with Mike Ferry, right? Cause he was uh, an Olympian. He
1: was, he was not a lightweight though. Um, <laughs> <but> yes. <laughs> and I, I do remember him and, and remember working with him because I think he was like a real Well, and I could be getting this wrong, but I think he was a pretty new rower or a brand new rower when he started at Bates. Um, A lot of the rowers that we had 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 experienced prior. So I didn't really deal with the novices the first couple of years, but I've definitely been in boats um, coxing, Mike, over time.
0: Yeah. And and rowing is an interesting sport, right? Because you can be brand new like Mike was and, and become <laughs> elite at it, right? I mean, would, oh, does that make it special for you in terms of, you know, seeing those novices become so good at it? Oh, absolutely.
1: I mean, it's great. And part of the coxswain role is is honestly coaching. Um, right. And that's the piece that you get when you're sitting up looking at the rowers as opposed to sitting in front of them looking at the water. But so, you know, it's, it, it's very technical, but it's something you can pick up but you don't have to have it your whole lifetime, you know. Frankly, a big part of it is is your body type and your um, your toughness to work through the uh, the challenges and the uh, and to keep going when you're exhausted.
0: Yeah. Well, training on the Androscoggin River. What are, what are some memories of that?
1: So I I have not been back to Bates in many years. I was actually supposed to go to my uh, reunion this year, um, which was canceled. But um, it's been a long time. But back then, and, and I hope it's better now. This the Skog was pretty dirty. Um, I remember there were bubblers out in the river to try and get air to the fish so that they would survive with the pollution. <laughs> um, so, I mean, my my big memories was it was pretty dirty. It didn't always smell great, but it was also just gorgeous. I mean, you'd see moose out on the on the riverbanks sometimes in the early mornings and um, and the fall leaves, and you know, it was very different from out here where. I was always rowing in a much more urban, industrial setting, um, so it was gorgeous, but dirty.
0: <laughs> well, you'll be happy to know the river's been cleaned up quite a bit. It's, uh, it's quite That's clear big. Yeah, but um, the wooden boats. i um, You touched on those. What were those like? Um, to navigate. You know. You know, as the coxswain. I mean, because uh, none of the boats are wooden now, obviously. So
1: no, exactly. Yeah. And um, you know, I they were fine to navigate. I, they probably had a little more flex in the uh, in the rudder strings and and whatnot. Um, I mean, the biggest issue with them was they were just really heavy. So getting them to the water and getting them up and trying to balance, um, on. Docks that weren't really docks, um, that were really just floating on the river as opposed to fixed was always a challenge, but um, they were great. I mean, they were, I I will say, compared to a lot of the boats now, they were beautifully handcrafted and, and,
0: you know, works of art in a, in a way. Nowadays during the winter, obviously there's, you know, erg machines the rowers are training on constantly indoors. Was it like that um, when you were there were the rowers working during the winter or was it, uh, as you mentioned, you know, maybe a little bit more casual and, and pick it up again in the spring perhaps.
1: Yeah, no, we, I, they definitely worked during the winter. Um, we had ergs. I can't remember where they, they definitely weren't at the boathouse because the boathouse was just, I, I think it had a gravel floor and was a shed basically, but um but they had ergs, and, and, you know, it was pretty much, even though, you know, I say it was kind of relaxed, but the crew stuck together all year round, and we were, you know, even in the
0: off-season, we would be um, would hang out together, would work out together, and things like that. When you were in high school, were you coxing men and women? or Because at Bates, you mentioned you coxed basically just the men's team. Was was that new for you, or had you done that in high school?
1: No, in high school, I, I was a coxswain for women, and then – in the year abroad that I did, I was in France and I was a coxswain for men at, um, back in, in France. And then, so I, I, that's what I'd done and then came to, uh, to Bates to do it. And I, I don't even really remember why I ended up with the men as opposed to the women.
0: Um, it just sort of worked out that way. Was there an adjustment there in terms of, you know, switching from coxing women to men? No, not really. Um, You know, maybe
1: the jokes in the van on the way to races was, was a little bit different. Um, One of my, my big memories, because I, I often had the lightweight boat for the at Bates was that they would all be sucking weight. And, you know, I, I, I did look back at my photos and I have pictures of them holding up celery stalks and stuff, which was clearly the being unhappy about not being able to eat. Whereas I was, at the time, not anymore. But at the time, I was I was too light, so I would be trying to to stuff burgers down my my throat as I we were driving to races, so that I would be close enough to the to the weight minimum t- to uh, to to not have to carry extra weight.
0: You know, we, we touched on the head of the Charles, but there was also um, races in the spring, right? In like New England and stuff like that. Do you recall some of those?
1: There were, I mean, I can't tell, tell you that I
0: recall in any
1: vivid detail. Um, and I was looking through the maybe 10 or 12 photos I have. And I did have a, uh, a photo of um, an article where we won something in New Hampshire regatta. Um, but I mean, I remember more of the duels, to be honest, like we would go up and race Colby um, and, and other, other schools than I remember the actual races and and frankly I probably remember more of the van rides and the just hanging out than I do the actual races it's been a long time well
0: yeah what was the team dynamic like you know in the van and everything
1: it was great I mean we had a blast we had a blast all through college and um and the team was very cohesive men's and the women's team together um you know we'd hang out I I assume it's probably still the same in college now because I have one that's about to to go off to college soon (laughs) um but I mean, we, we, had, we had a blast. I mean, everyone was very serious about rowing, um, but also, you know, serious about other things and academics and, and, and having fun and enjoying college.
0: Well, can you believe now that, you know, rowing not only has become a varsity sport at Bates, but also has been winning national championships? I mean, you're out there in California, they came out there to California a few years ago, obviously competed there, the women did. And what, what's that like to see the, the growth of the program over the last years?
1: I think it's awesome. I I mean, it's amazing. And especially, and I don't know how exactly the team works now, but um, you know, one of the the biggest changes for me going from high school to to college was the river froze. So there were big periods of time when you weren't able to get out and practice and, and out here in California, it was, it was year round. We were constantly on the water. So to do that and not be able to row during the winter is, is, amazing i mean it's great to watch i kind of wish that it had been a varsity sport when i
0: when i was there yeah and well in 95 even though it wasn't a varsity sport yet you were named an all-american do you remember who told you about it how you found out what that was like i remember that my coach
1: at the time had told me that she'd nominated me i don't think i found out more than hearing from her and then at the time it would have been published in in u.s rowing magazine and I remember thinking it was kind of, it was interesting since I wasn't really an athlete. Um, but but it was a great honor. I mean, it, w- it was terrific after all this time. And I think it was, when was it? 95? Yeah. So I had just come back from a year at Oxford where I had coxed um, there too. So, I mean, it was it was a great end to my, uh, to my coxing career.
0: So you took a junior year abroad at Bates? Yes, yeah. Okay, what was that experience like?
1: It was awesome. I I was um, at St. Peter's College and part of Oxford University for a year and um, the rowing was was fantastic. Um, I I ended up rowing and coaching for my college team Um, and the big difference between Oxford and well it may be the same at Cambridge too and and U.S. rowing was that instead of racing in in lines towards the finish line and all starting at the same um, at the same point they would stagger the boats um, on this curvy river and the goal was to hit the boat in front of you and literally hit the boat in front of you so um you know you would you'd be prepared for boats breaking there were divers out there if, if um if a boat broke and and it was you know fun for a coxswain to be able to you know focus on moving forward and hitting the boat without hurting anyone as opposed to just focusing on keeping a straight line and, and, uh, um, you know, figuring out when to push and when to, um, and what
0: the race strategy was. Well, that's interesting because the head of the Charles, they always talk about how it's curvy, you go under bridges, but the goal is you don't want to hit another boat in the head of the Charles. That's not good, but I guess the different mentality is different in Europe, at least then, right?
1: (laughs) Well, it was the mentality and it's also the river. I think the river was pretty narrow, you know, two boats, you could, you could, could pass, But it was a lot easier to to just hit the boat in front of you and then the next day they would start you you'd go in front of the boat that you hit the day before and it was just sort of this round robin until until the regatta or the few days were over
0: so you find that to be pretty fun it sounds like a pretty fun experience then
1: i absolutely did then i don't know that i'd want to to do it now but but at the time i mean it was super exciting and it was fun and and there were a lot of bragging rights when you would finish the day and you'd just they called it bumping when you'd bump the boat in front of you um, and go out and brag
0: about it and hopefully not have to admit to being bumped on another day. Well, academically, what what you, what was the biggest takeaway you had at Bates? What made some memorable professors or classes you had? Academically, I absolutely
1: loved Bates. Um, I, I was an English major and I had a secondary concentration in French and a lot of my classes, especially my last year um, were very small um, you know, I, uh, I do remember doing, I did a short term, I don't, do you still have short term? Yes, um, yes. I did a short term one year where we went to um, to England and studied Shakespeare for the whole short term, which was fantastic. Um, and uh, I certainly remember going through the honors thesis process at the end and, and that being very stressful and I can't say I recall specifically classes, and I haven't read Shakespeare in a long time, but it was it was challenging, and it was
0: great, and it, it put me on my way for my future. And obviously, you know, being a coxswain, being on the rowing team, that's a time commitment. How did you balance that with the academic demands?
1: It was a time commitment, um, you know, and I tried to be involved in other things, too, so it was always just a balancing act. I, I'm sure I had many all nighters while I was at Bates, which I try and avoid like the plague now. But, um, you know, I don't remember. It was
0: just always kind of part of life. So I don't remember it being particularly challenging. And you've been an attorney since you graduated. Obviously, went to law school and everything. How did your Bates education prepare you for your eventual career? I, I guess what it did or what it is
1: taught me how to work hard and how to um, analyze things, certainly. I, you know, I, did, I don't think I took a single law course while I was at Bates. I really was focused on literature and um, teaching me a good work ethic and doing a lot of reading, which I do now. Um, I, I was also sort of tangentially involved in the debate um, team when I was there. So that probably helped um, to some extent. Great debate
0: tradition here as well, obviously, right? <laughs> oh,
1: absolutely. And, and I was, you know, I, I was not probably the most committed of the debaters. And I know a lot of people who were, who, you know, traveled constantly um, and we had amazing coaches
0: for that. Did you continue being a coxswain after you graduated at any point or was were you done after that point? No, I was done. I went directly to law
1: school and, and didn't have time for, for that in law school.
0: Do you miss it sometimes being a coxswain?
1: You know, I have friends who are still um, involved. I mean, now we're adult or possibly senior rowers, I guess. And it's nice to watch them and, and see the photos. I, I don't know that I particularly miss it. And I, I don't miss having to stay down at 105 pounds. <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> well, how, how meaningful is it for you to be the, the first All-American in this rowing program's history? Because they've had a, quite a few since then, obviously, as the program has grown.
1: <laughs> you know, to be honest, I didn't realize I was until you, uh, until you reached out and called me. You know, it's great. It's, uh, frankly, being an All-American is one of those things that in my career and in my being a mom to kids, and it's one of those things that comes up in trivia questions all the time, like, who do you think is an All-American? And, and no one ever guesses me. So um, it was, it's a big honor, you know, I, I, I'm not sure that I was deserving of the honor, sitting and coaching and, and coxing from the back of the boat, but um But it was terrific and I'm I'm thrilled, I'm honored to have
0: been the first and to have been one at all. Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll interview another Bobcat from Days Gone By. Find out who next time on the Bates Bobcast.